Culture and Psychology with Tabana. A very warm hello to our Radio Bomb.net listeners. Uh, today I'm sitting with Dr. Alexandrade, one of my colleagues and friends uh, from Tapano Organization, uh, and Dr. Daniel Rockers, uh, also a colleague and a friend. Uh, today we're going to talk about loss and renewal. We know that in everyone's life, there are things that we wanted to do, and based on events or things that happened, uh, we didn't do it. Places we wanted to visit, uh, people we wanted to see, relatives we lost uh, and we regret why we didn't go to visit them. But also we want to talk about renewal, how we can be master of losing, but also become master of renewal. So I want to open this conversation today with my friends Uh, so welcome to our show, and uh, we can continue the conversation regarding the loss and renewal. Yeah, I think this is a great topic because it's so quick. We can be so quick sometimes in experiencing loss to get stuck in that loss and just focus on all the missed opportunities, all the missed experiences. And so to get to a place of renewal, I think takes some energy, effort, some intent. We can get Uh, it can feel as though it, it feels like it's so far from where we're at when we're feeling those emotions of loss or those unanticipated changes. So I think it's important too. a lot of times when it comes to adapting or, or being able to get to a place of renewal, I always like to encourage people, we don't have to jump to renewal. It doesn't have to be the first thing that we think of. It's okay to acknowledge the loss and the impact But then to start to ask the questions and, and even just that question in and of itself is great. How, what does renewal mean to me? What could this be in this situation? So uh, embracing those emotions of loss, as well as starting to say, okay, well, you know, what, what can I make from this or what could, how can this present some, some opportunity or some growth in that way? And I think a, a lot of times too, that could be really tough because those emotions of loss pull and, and hold us sometimes so much where it's hard to even think clearly. It's hard to imagine something different when we've been telling ourselves for so long that this is, this is here, or this is consistent, or this is what's supposed to happen. So it really takes uh, some openness and some flexibility, but I think also some compassion for ourselves as well. Absolutely. I think it's an important yeah. piece to want to move on from the thing. You know, if we don't want to move on from it, it's unlikely that we will move on from it. And I think it's really important to acknowledge where we are with the whole thing, how we feel about it. Without doing that, I think we just have a, such a hard time really truly moving forward. The, the problem to me, the one of the problems is in our current society, there's such a push to like put on your game face and don't feel like it bugs you and just, you know, suck it up and move ahead and It really does not allow for the normal human chain of events that we, it does feel rotten and we have to know that it feels rotten and accept that this is a normal part of the phases of moving through losing things or missing things, knowing that, yeah, you know what? I missed that. Well, what can I learn from it? Okay. So I didn't talk to that person before they died or I failed to return their phone call or their text and now I'm regretting it. 
say, okay, that's a normal part of what we're feeling. What can we learn from this? How can we take this and make ourselves a better person so that we move forward? Part of it too, I think, is the acknowledgement. You know what? I'm not going to get everything right. Everything is not going to be exactly the way I wanted in this life. I'm not going to get it all right. Can I get closer to functioning the way I want to be? Hold on. Say that again, Daniel. I got to write that down. That's a new idea for me. Wait, things aren't going to happen the way I expect them to in life uh, all the time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right. This is the, uh, maybe this is the big secret, right? It doesn't work out that way. Darn it. I wish it did. I joke, but I mean, I think it's, it's tough because I, I know for myself, even I, you know, when you get driven and focused on something that you're like, this is how it's supposed to be, or this is what's supposed to happen, or these things are supposed to be this way in my life. I think we get wedded to those ideas and it even starts to kind of shape who we are as a person. We feel like this is what my life is supposed to be like. And then, so when those things happen, where there's that loss, it, it throws us for a loop and it's like, oh man, like, you know, I thought it was going to be this way. Maybe, maybe nothing's going to happen. Maybe I'm not in control of anything. And so it can spiral us sometimes to a scary place. But it's also a, to contrast, like I said, with there's a lot of um, happy psychology that says, you know what, if things aren't working out right, you just need to change your attitude and then everything will go right. And you've got to have the right belief system and you keep pushing and it will go right. And I think there is somewhere in there is a happy medium. One side is a fantasy. Everything doesn't go right for us. It's not going to always go right for us. And it doesn't matter. You can have the happiest positive attitude you, in your mm-hmm. that you can make up. And guess what? You're still going to get some rain. Yeah. And it, but it doesn't mean so that's one end is this unrealistically positive attitude, which we can all recognize as fake when we encounter it in people. Mm-hmm. And the other the other extreme is this unrealistically negative thing. Like everything is a mess. Everything's screwed up. Everything's going to be bad all the time. That's depression. So I think those two extremes, those are just not realistic. And the crash from those is hard. Well, the crash from the up one is hard. The down when you're living in depression is really hard too. So the question is, um, I'm just thinking as I'm listening to both of you, is this something from inside that um, comes out as someone who can adapt to changes or we, um, how do we create that in ourselves? Do we change our perspective in life? How do we, um, you know, tell our listeners what are the key in this situation? What, so I, I understand that, you know, we, sometimes we are visual thinkers, Sometimes, as Alex was saying, you know, you just have all these things laid out. This is my life. This is how it's going to happen. But we know that sometimes it's wishful thinking and things change. Do we have to have that um, positive attitude that it it's naturally comes out? Or do we have some tools that we can help our listeners to create for themselves in order to overcome the um, disappointment when things don't work 
I think or, pretty much it's all going to be bad and we just have to accept that. And that's all. <laughs> <laughs> that's the secret right there. Things are never going to be right. <laughs> it's all bad. <laughs> I'm reminded of that saying, if, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Cause it's just like, as people, we think that we can dictate what the path of our life is supposed to be. And even sometimes the life of others. And so, yeah, I think it, it's a great question side. I, I think it's, I think it's one of the ways that we make sense of our life and, and gives ourselves some meaning and direction. So I think we need that. We need to have these plans and feeling a sense of stability in the things that we have. And I think loss disrupts that and it makes us put into question our, you know, ourselves, things in the world, our relationships with others. And I think it's one of those things where it, it creates a sense of instability. And that can be scary because we want to feel secure. We want to feel stable. I think if we, and that's why I love, again, the idea of renewal, you know, if we can look at that as an opportunity in that loss, there's a shift, there's a change and things are just being shaken up. They're not being torn down. And sometimes, as, as you alluded to earlier, and I, I think you're going to mention more, how that sometimes sets us off on a new path. And I think that could be so important. I'm thinking about renewal, too. I want to go back to that, too. Like, for, for me, renewal is just that things kind of being shaken up and starting to settle, but then also starting to see opportunity and say, maybe this, maybe that. And, and I think those questions are so important. I think a lot of times we focus on the answers. Well, what am I supposed to do? I think in just asking those questions, it shows that we're starting to get in a position again for ourselves of opportunity and maybe more positive experiences from the loss, from the changes in that way. What do you guys think of it when you hear renewal? What is that for you? So I'm just thinking um, in general, anytime in your life and your planning, you sort of need to expect the unexpected. So always create some percentages of things that may not work and be prepared for those because if you're totally 100% sure things are going to happen the way you plan them, you're going to be bombarded with um, so many negative feelings and emotions. But if you sort of be are prepared for things that may not work, then you're not going to be as affected as you're not uh, ready for them. Uh, also, I was uh, just when we were talking, I thought of the, uh, the uh, there's a poet, Elizabeth Bishop, that she talks about losses and renewal. But she says, you know, one of the things I remember from the just the just of her poet poem is that she says, we lose things in life daily. We lose things. We wanted to do something, even as little as, you know, you wanted to take care of something small in your household, for example, you don't do it. It's a loss. You know, everything that you had in your mind to do is a loss, but she says the most important part is not to lose the key. And that was really important for me. I remember from her poem that, you know, there's so many things in life that you wanted to do and you don't get to do. And sometimes they're hard feeling when it comes to emotions, when it comes to relationships, things that you wanted to do for someone you didn't get a chance to do. 
uh, especially with your family, you know, their, their heart feeling that stays with you because, for example, you were supposed to just give a hand to a family member, not that you didn't want to based on busyness, you didn't get to it. And then by the time you really wanted to do something happened, that person is not around anymore, either passing or whatever. But the most important part is not to lose the key, meaning how are you going to move on? How are you going to adapt yourself? How are you going to renew and do something uh, to recover from that loss? I think that reminded me of, of that because I think it's important not to lose the key. That loss and renewal <clears throat> is reflected in the change of seasons every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yes, go through that. Absolutely. Yes. And I think that's a normal cycle of human life that we have to pay attention to. If you try to keep it being summer all the time, it doesn't work very well. But loss and renewal in this sense means that we always can let go of something and we can also look forward to something new. Mm -hmm. It probably presses really hard too, in my mind, for the importance of enjoying something while you have it, really being present for it. That's the whole mindfulness movement. Yes. Um, so very there, poetic of you, Daniel, too. I just got to say with the whole season change thing, yeah. very poetic. I dig it. Be very poetic. Very poetic. Yeah. Yeah. I no, think I, I got it there. You Thank did. You. you nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> no, you're, you're absolutely right. Even just think about it as a human being. We have happy moments, we have sad moments, we have down moments, we have up moments. I think that's the natural way of, um, life and living, you know, and and when you mentioned the season, I was just thinking, you know, you can't be up all the time, you can't be, I mean, I'm sure there are people that they struggle with depression, and they have to really work to get over or to deal with some of the um, chemical issues that is happening in their um, brain. But in general, even as a healthy um, mental person, um, you still go through downs and ups, you know, life is always, you know, it's part of life. So I like the quote from the, I think it's from the Bible, this too shall pass. And when we have the good things, we have to know, yes, this is going to pass too. So better enjoy it now. And when we have the difficult things, it's like, well, this is going to go. So it's not, you know, it's not terminal stuff. I always hear in that too, this idea that like we will endure too, like this shall pass. And in that also means like we'll endure. In yeah, that there is that implication. Of, yeah. Yeah. So I think we're ready for a break side day uh, at this point. All right. So thank you for keeping uh, me on, on task. من به همراه دو تن از همکارانم دکتر الکساندراده و اندرادی و دکتر دانیل راکرز امروز در خدمتون هستیم برنامه ما از رادیو بامداد روزهای شنبه و یک شنبه به زبان انگلیسی از ساعت دوازده تا یک بعد از ظهر برقرار هست و اگر تازه رادیوتون رو باز کردین صدای ما رو به زبان انگلیسی میشنوین ما قسمت اول برنامه داشتیم راجب از دست دادن و اینکه چطوری میتونیم این از دست دادن رو برگردونیم و تازه یه چیز جدیدی جایگزینش کنیم صحبت از این کردیم که 
مشکلاتی که تو زندگی پیش میاد بالاخره همه بالا پایین دارن همه روزای خوب دارن ممکن روزای بد داشته باشن بنابراین چی کار کنیم که انتظارمونو از زندگی در حدی بیاریم که اگه یه اتفاقی هم افتاد و نتونستیم کارهایی رو که میخواستیم بکنیم از اون ناراحت نباشیم زمینان میخواستم بگم که پادکست های ما از گوگل و آیتون میتونه سرچ بشه تحت عنوان Culture and Psychology و ما تاپیک های مختلفی رو تا کنون راجع به صحبت کردیم ما شاید حدود بین 120 تا 130 پادکست حالا داشتیم و میتونین در زمانهای مناسب اگر کسانی هستن از برنامه ما استفاده میکنن ازشون دعوت کنیم پادکست های ما رو از رادیو بامداد با تیترهای مختلف گوش بدن برمیگردیم و دنباله صحبتمون رو در مورد loss and renewal ادامه میدیم We are back with Dr. Andrade and Dr. Rockers. Um, we um, talked about loss and renewal in general, and we um, basically were just uh, discussing how we can change and adapt to um, events that happen in life. And um, we always go through different uh, situations, not always uh, our plans work. Um, and Dr. Rockers actually made a very good uh, example of the seasons. Uh, uh, summer goes, even though we enjoy it, the weather, the warmth, um, the traveling, and so many other good things about summertime. But also we have fall, we have winter, and there's not always summer or spring. So we continue our conversation. And uh, I also wanted to just mention that um, this uh, topic of loss and renewal is universal. And it's uh, something that it's uh, scientific, is social. It uh, just covers uh, a story of our life. So we wanna continue the discussion of loss and renewal. Yeah, I think the the idea of change and shifting in life is, I mean, it's just think I, I, I talk with patients sometimes about, you know, their children and seeing their, their children at such a young age, this blossom and, and that change is exciting. It's exciting to, to see them learn and to grow and figure things out. I was, I was talking with a patient and it's like every day I get to see what, you know, my child has, has learned new or what they've developed and it always sounds like such an amazing, you know, time of, of growth. And so 
I think it's also important to look at, you know, that change is, is possibly exciting. We, we, again, get very wedded on these ideas of things being fixed and secure, but we also have to remember too, in that change, you know, that, that, that can be exciting. That can be empowering in that way to know that it's not going to stay the same. I mean, think of the, there's that old movie Groundhog's Day where every day is the same and he knows what's going to happen. And, you know, yeah, we think, oh, that'd be great if I knew how everything was going to happen all the time. But no, it can feel like this, this prison almost in this way. It's like, I know what to expect all of the time. And so if we can think of change and, and things adjusting, it's like, okay, this is what I have to deal with. Uh, it's funny the other day, and, and, and again, maybe a slight loss, uh, I definitely recognize in, in this story, there's some privilege on my part, uh, but uh, I woke up in the morning. I was, I was ready to go. I, I was good that morning. I packed my gym bag and my work bag and my, made my lunch. And I was like, perfect. I'm going to go to the gym and then go to work. And I go out to my car and the alarm on my car isn't working and I can't unlock my car. And so I'm like, okay. And believe me, at first I was very annoyed and very pissed off, but you know, I was like, okay, this is what I got to deal with today. I don't know why of all days, this is the day that I have to deal with this. So it definitely created a bit of a change in my, my plans. I had to figure out how to open my car without the key. Luckily I didn't break any windows. Uh, and then thinking, okay, great. Now I got to go, you know, get a battery for this thing and figure out how to, you know, open the key fob so I can figure out the battery. So it was one of those things as I was going through that, I remember thinking I can be so pissed off if I want to be about this and not because it's justified that anger is the one emotion that I should go with in that situation. But it was like, this is not what I expected today. And I kept telling myself that, but also telling myself, look, this is what you got to deal with today. I always jokingly say, nobody ever plans for a flat tire. You know, you don't plan for the battery to die in something. And so it's like, all right, this is what I got to deal with forever for whatever reason this is what I'm dealing with today. So I think it's it's important to recognize those things in a way where you're not just maybe going with that emotion. Believe me, I was annoyed. I was frustrated. I was like, I was off to such a great start that the internal dialogue, I was off to such a great start. I had my gym bag. I was going to, you know what? I should just go back in the house. I should just forget it. Why, look at this is why nothing goes right. And I was like, all right, calm down. You're just, you know, it's a bump. It's not, you know, a travesty in that way. But I think even in that, you know, we can easily go with those thoughts. And so, yes, that was my, my, my adventure <laughs> last week in trying to adjust the change uh, and the loss of a battery, apparently. So, yeah. Was this a car battery or just a little battery, the battery in your little fob? Your little, yeah, the battery in your little key thing. And it, it was also funny too. I was like, how dependent are we on technology that like, I got to figure out how to open my car. So I was a little embarrassed by that part too. So, yeah. Alex, uh, so you know, my car also is um, with battery and the key, but then there's a way it separates and there's a key you can open. Maybe yours is the, is the same. Way. Yeah. Yeah. I had to figure that out. I, I cause you don't ever use it, you know? And so yeah. I never knew that. And once <laughs> my, my key fell and it was from a height and then separated. And I realized, Oh, there's a key inside that's separated. I never knew that. You know, sometimes you just don't know that there's also a key there that you can open. Well, like you said, the key, and that's what made me think about it, you know, so yeah, you you found it. the key, you yeah. found the key by accident. I had to find the key. Yeah, <laughs> but well, if you, yeah go ahead. If, if you open your car, like if your alarm is set and you open your car with that 
mechanical key, doesn't the alarms go off then in the car? I, I had to figure it out. You turn it one way and it will set the alarm. You turn it the other way and it doesn't. And so again, so, I, I know this probably sounds ridiculous to, to listeners, but I mean, it's just like one of those things in our everyday life that you don't even think about. You just unlock yeah. your car. And then all of a sudden, when you're not able to do that, then it's a headache, then it's a stress, then it's a loss in that way. Yeah, I mean, I think in some ways it can be looked at as a very small, minor, minuscule thing. But in other ways, this is very representative of how we function as human beings. And if there's something that we're expecting, we haven't really thought about it, and we're kind of off somewhere else, it's very irritating. And we, it can disrupt an entire day or more. Along those lines, have you ever washed your key fob, the electronic key fob? It's a great way to ruin it. And guess how I know this? You heard from somebody, I'm guessing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I I don't even know. I guess I just forgot to take it out of my pants and I put it in the washing machine, put the pants in the washing machine, washing it. Pretty soon my car alarm starts going off <laughs> and I cannot stop it because I didn't know where my key was, first of all. Then when I figured out it was being washed, the key doesn't work to turn off the alarm. Mm. I'm sure my neighbors were quite pleased. <laughs> you know, they, the, I guess the additional chapter two on that was like, yeah, I, boy, did I learn my lesson on there. And it wasn't that many months later. And I washed it again. A different one, a new one. And those are not cheap, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say those are pricey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some, some expensive so, lessons that you were learning there. Huh? Absolutely. I mean, hopefully when we go through losses like this, we always learn something. I One thing I learned, I learned a lot of things. One, one is you check your pockets every single time before you put um, pants and things into the washing machine. That's what you always That's an do. important lesson. It really is. I do it Very. every single time, too. Every Even if I'm like, time. I think I checked it earlier. And that's that. Yeah, that's why that's part of the reason why. Yeah. No, you check it right before you drop it in. Then, you know, I think that's the message of the day for the radio show. Like, OK, we everything else. We're not talking about loss. We're talking about just check your pockets before you do laundry. That's the point of today's show. Yeah. Well, it is. I think it can be put into that realm of mindfulness. Yeah. Right? You stay present. Yeah. Know what you're doing. Don't just be grabbing stuff and throwing it in the washer and going on off about your business. Yeah. Stay mindful with what you're doing. I mean, for me, it was also a good lesson in terms of I felt very embarrassed, like my neighbors are hearing this go on and I can't get the thing turned off. And I think it, it was even worse than that, because I think I somehow got it off for a little bit and then it came back on again. I tried to dry out the key, I looked online, you know, just put it in a bag of rice and all that stuff. Mm, you know what? It didn't work. Yeah. So I was wondering too, there's a sense of like, especially with the alarm, I imagine like urgency, immediacy, like, you know, you're, you're, you know, it's one thing it's like, okay, it's not working and it's, you know, quietly not working, but yeah, it's like, I need to, I need to stop this. Or like, oh my God, like, like you said, embarrassed, frustrated, maybe, you know, just like, oh, like out of sorts, because it's like this thing, this loud alarm is going off. You know, one of the things um, that now talking about uh, watch uh, when you're washing your clothes make sure you kind of uh, 
ex, uh, inspect what is in your pocket. Have you guys done the washing when the tissue is in your pocket? Oh my gosh, I miss that's it. Why, that's why I check because yeah, I always have tissue in my pocket. Yeah. That's why I check and because of the key now. So yeah, yeah that's, so. that's something else. But going back to loss and renewal, uh, I always feel like when something happens, um, especially when you become angry over something, I always feel like immediately if your mind can really get back to normal way of thinking rather than going by the flow of anger, it's um, usually we know that anger is uh, based on something that you expect to happen and it doesn't. And it's unfulfilled expectation, basically, when you think about it, because a lot of times we expect something to happen. It's in our own head. And whether it's in relation to another person or another event, but we always lose that fact that we are one part of this whole thing. And there are other parts that we don't know, especially in relationships. A lot of times we are upset, we are angry, we are sad due to the fact that we have some sort of expectation that it doesn't happen and uh, it's unexpected, um, you know, things that makes us um, go through all these emotions. So one of the things that you mentioned was uh, this shall pass. And I think uh, for the longest time I had that written down and I had put it everywhere that you know, things happen in life, but, you know, it's going to go no matter how hard it is. It doesn't stay. And there's always light um, after going through the tunnel. Um, it's always, there's always light. There's always darkness. So when you really understand that part, then you realize that not everything should be always uh, perfect. And you, when you expect that, then you can think of renewal. I was thinking of the story of this woman that I heard on NPR, uh, Maya Shankar, who um, from childhood, her parents wanted her to work on violin and become a violinist. Um, she went through, um, basically, she loved it, even though the parents really pushed her to learn, but she loved it. And she was the only one out of the whole sibling that really listened to parents and loved it and went through learning violin. And uh, one day they were walking um, in front of, a, um, I think it was an Institute of uh, Music, which is one of the world mm, known places in New York. So anyways, the mother actually says, you know what, out of blue, I know we haven't set up any appointment. We don't know anybody there. Let's just walk in, see what happens. So they went in and all these story of great things that happens and they meet with a great teacher. So anyway, she becomes a violinist at the end. There's a longest story about that. But um, she loses the condoms and she actually has some issues with the fingers that that the doctors finally after surgery and after surgery, they say you can never play violin. And imagine the whole family is their dream to have her play violin. She loves playing violin. And um, she obviously is not really a um, fun 
thing to hear from the doctor that you you can't play violin anymore. So she changes complete, um, you know, route in her future. And she uh, goes to London, she goes to another school, starts all over, she gets her doctoral degree, she comes back. And things that happen along the way was amazing a story that uh, something else happens and she can't actually follow that route either. And um, rather than, again, losing everything, she starts thinking of giving. She starts thinking of serving people. She finally feels like, okay, enough for me. I did twice. I went through all this path. And now all I want to do is be in service of people. So she starts looking around and she finally finds um, someone who can actually help her to get into helping uh, with, uh, I think, school districts, with the free lunches. And she finally ends up in White House and she becomes one of the advisors of how they can change the life of students and families in a better way. And that was an amazing story. And I was just thinking, this is an example of renewal, an example of loss and renewal, rather than sitting, being depressed and losing everything. She actually just happened to be at a level that she found her niche and she actually went to White House and became one of the advisors. Did you just make that up? Did you make up that story? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a great story. It's a great story. No, you guys can search Maya Shankar. Actually, uh, that's her name. I believe you. I'm just <laughs> what were you saying, Alex? There are people that uh, their stories is an, a great example. But also, I was just thinking, you know, even though she was very motivated and she wanted to do things, things sometimes happen in life that open the door also. You open doors yourself, but also sometimes things happen that the doors open for you. Yeah, I think along those lines, too, it's always important to remember that we don't we don't know the end of the story, even our own story. And so sometimes as we're feeling like this is, you know, the end or this is, you know, a huge disruption, um, it may just be a part of that story about our life. And we may look at it as like, yeah, that's the time where it it all turned around or all maybe changed. And so trying to see that as not the end and or the, you know, the feared outcome but just one of the big hurdles or maybe the big obstacles that we've faced in our life and that we can look back on it maybe in a way, even if we don't believe that in the moment, I think sometimes that can be helpful to kind of pull back and have that, that broader perspective of our life, our experience. Yeah. Another thing to keep in mind too, along those lines is a lot of times it's easy when like in your, in that story, you told Saide that, first stage where the doctor says, you know what, you're not going to be able to play anymore. A lot of times it's easy for people to get angry at the doctor when the doctor is really just a kind of a disinterested third party actor in the whole drama of this person's life and just trying to do his job. But to get angry at the doctor, and that frequently happens, like I've seen it in my practice a lot, is represents a stuckness when you when you start blaming someone there that's a stuckness and you're probably not going to be able to move on very quickly from that stuckness 
because now you've attached yourself somehow. But it's so refreshing to hear the story is what did she do? She began to open and look for other things and found other things. It's just, it is a beautiful story. I was kind of making some joke earlier, but I thought it was a wonderful story there. Just trying to introduce a little humor in there. Good joke too. It's a good joke. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that. So our listeners understand that you were joking. <laughs> right. I was joking. <laughs> so with that, uh, we are going to go to another break. Uh, I'm going to say a few words in Farsi. شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد اگه صدای ما رو به زبان انگلیسی میشنویم ما روزهای شنبه و شنبه از رادیو بامداد به زبان انگلیسی برنامه سایکولوژی و فرهنگ روانشناسی و فرهنگ که قسمتی از برنامه ما صحبت میکنیم و خیلی وقتا از مسائل روز صحبت میکنیم امروز صحبتمون در مورد از دست دادن و دوباره سازی و بازسازی شروع شد در دو قسمت اول برنامه ما صحبت کردیم راجب این که خیلی وقتا تو زندگیمون چیزایی رو از دست میدیم ولی چجوری میتونیم دوباره اون رو بسازیم با پادکست های ما رو از رادیو بامداد میتونین under culture and psychology با دکتر اندراده و دکتر راکرز از آیتون و گوگل سرچ کنین ما حدود 120 تا 130 پادکست ها کنون داشتیم و خوشحال میشیم اگر شما کسانی رو که فکر میکنین از برنامهمون استفاده میکنن دعوت کنین روزای شنبه و شنبه از ساعت 12 تویی که بعد از ظهر به برنامه Culture and Psychology به زبان انگلیسی توجه کنند. برمیگردیم و دوماله صحبتمون رو ادامه میدیم. back with Dr. Alexandrani and Dr. Daniel Rockers. Uh, we are um, from Radio Bombdot and uh, so far if you hadn't been listening to the first two sessions we talked about loss and renewal and we talked about many issues uh, that come on our way. Um, they're not always um, happy ending and sometimes be faced with obstacles from little things to Um, major things and um, all we have to do when things happen just be uh, try to be in center and um, not lose um, your confidence 
So um, basically, we talked about uh, many things, especially there are seasons in life and there are actual um, real stuff that we face with changes. So we need just to be adaptable and adjustable to the situation. I know it's not that easy. We talked about that. We sometimes get angry. We sometimes feel sadness. But the reality is life needs to move on and this shall pass. This uh, should be always something um, in our mind that train us to remember always that things are not uh, stay forever. And always we hear some of the examples and some of the sayings in some cultures that um, we have to really um, think about it. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. So we hear that all the time. When we really face with obstacles, if we always remember that, then maybe that helps us. And um, a lot of times in life, there is something in our head that um, we have some expectations and when things don't fall into our expectations, we get angry. So the important thing is always remember we are one part of this whole thing and the other part depends on other people or other events or other happenings. So now with my friends, Dr. Andrade and Dr. Rockers, we continue our conversation about loss and renewal. I going to mention, I think a part of that, that phrasing sometimes is this too shall pass. And I emphasize that because it can be a good reminder to look back in our life and say, what are the other times that I've not only faced adversity, but what got me through that? What allowed me to overcome that? And I think that's a, I always like to ask patients that, you know, how, how'd you manage that before? You know, what happened that allowed you to be able to move through that? And I think we could easily forget sometimes the, the the things that we the ways that we strived to overcome previous obstacles or barriers in our life. But it can be a real source of strength sometimes too. And sometimes we don't remember how necessarily we're like, I don't know, I just got through it. It's like, well, maybe we could just get through this too. And we can do this where we're more aware, we're more intentional, so we can be even more proactive than maybe before we just got through it and we weren't really fully aware of those things that we did. This time we can maybe add things uh, in a very intentional way to make sure that we're being healthy, that we're being positive in that way, even though we are adapting to a loss, to a change. And so we don't have to just say, this is the first time I've ever faced any obstacle or challenge. It can feel like that. It's like, oh my God, I've, I've never encountered something exactly like this. Yeah, but there've been times probably where you have faced adversity, where you have had to find a way to move forward. Yeah, everybody has had their day in the sun, but everybody's also had their day in the rain. I, Alex, I think that most of the time we can, those experiences we've had where we've gotten through something, we can go back and figure out at least one or two things that we did that were helpful in that that we would want to use again. We can probably also conversely identify things, one or two things we did, which prolonged it or weren't that helpful for it, helped us stay stuck in it. But I think generally for most of us, we did get through it because we're here now. Mm -hmm. And we can, I think always somewhere in our memory, we've got that. We've got, yeah, I did this or I did that or, or just talking about it with somebody else. Like, you know, Saide earlier, you were saying, you know, what, how can the listeners, how can this help listeners? 
talking about it with a friend, describing it. What did you do? How did you do it? Or talking with a therapist about the things. I'm not trying to sell going to the therapist, but just talking your way through it is good. We can be helpful though, Daniel. Don't don't downplay us either. Wait a minute. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's Maybe what we do. Selling. <laughs> you know what's funny though, along those lines, I do often as I talk with a patient or a friend, even or family member about something they went through, it's hearing themselves out loud. And then sometimes even the other person pointing that out. Yeah, I called somebody and I did this. And you're like, wait, wait, wait you called somebody? Yeah, yeah, I called somebody. And it's like, all right, well, there, that that's an example of you trying to address the problem. And they don't think of it that way. They just think of it as a step to try to move forward that doesn't maybe have as much impact because it hasn't brought resolution or solution yet. But it's like, no, that's how we get there. That's how we get to that solution or that 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 place of, of growth and healing by the steps that we take. So I think it's really easy for people to miss that sometimes and, and often not intentionally. I like that idea too. I'm a firm believer and we all have the answers within us. It's just sometimes needing that help to find it. And I think sometimes that's what therapy can do. Even talking with a friend, it's, it's, we have the solution to our own problem yet. We don't always have immediate access to that. And, and sometimes it's because we're feeling what we're feeling or we're impacted by those things, but through support, encouragement, we can maybe find what that answer is for ourselves. I, I always give the example, like they say, you know, trust, trust your gut. You know, you have that feeling sometimes of what the right thing to do is, or the thing that you want to do. And that can get clouded by a lot of things in, in life. But again, I think it's an example of like, we, we have that, we have that drive to excel and to move forward within us, but we need to, to nurture that. Sometimes we need to elicit that. And by talking to others can be one way that we do that. And we don't reflect as Dan was saying, uh, reflection is really important. How many of us, when something happens and we go through it and we come out of it, we go back and reflect and um, think about things that we did or things that happened, what brought us out of it, what made us to stay strong, strong and be able to go through um, it is important to reflect on things. And we are sometimes so busy in life, we don't go back and reflect. But the other thing um, came to my mind was our defense mechanism. A lot of times um, in life and things happen, we just naturally do things like, for example, blame it on someone else, uh, projection, interjection, you know, or the good one is sometimes when things happen, we switch the um, thought and we go to do something more positive rather than sticking into the sadness or, or the hardship that we are in. And we start taking a course, we start uh, going through a program, we do something positive. These are all defense mechanism. So we have to find what is our defense mechanism. If we always want to project it on other people and blame other things, we can get through easily. We are not productive. But many times when uh, we are really honest with ourselves and we realize that um, what is my part in this? And then when you really reflect and you realize that you had a part in this, so let's just be proactive and work on yourself rather than blame others. So um, that's also another thing that when we lose something, 
It could be a relationship. It could be anything, little or big. But what is our part in that? What if you don't have any part in it, though? Like, what if it's not your fault? Yeah, that maybe it's like, for example, earthquake happens. Earthquake happens. Uh, that reminds me now all of a sudden of Dr. Buscalia that I think I've talked to you guys about him. I've read most of his books. He's such a positive person. And actually the first um, course that he thought was under the topic of love. And he's such a loving person. He grew up in an Italian family um, and he just, uh, you know, it's very funny stuff that he says in his first book I was reading, his mother actually taught them to laugh really hard. And she says the things that vividly and clearly I remember my mom would laugh to a point that would roll on the floor if, because Kat couldn't control her laughter. And um, so basically, um, he was um, raised in that sort of family. And his father always at the dining table asked, um, what did you learn today? So he said, every single day, we had to think of something we had learned. And even if we couldn't find something we had learned, we have to go to encyclopedia, write something so we can tell our father what we learned. But anyways, the reason I remember this, because he said uh, something about earthquake happens and his whole house is destroyed. And he wasn't in the house. He was on a trip. And as he was coming back from the trip, as he was turning on the hill, and going down the hill, he realized on the top that those houses are destroyed. And he knew that one of those houses was his. So he stops, uh, he pulls his car over, he stands and he starts looking. And at first he's shocked. So for a second, he starts being upset and shocked. And then he says, immediately, I thought, thank God I'm safe. Thank God I wasn't there to even experience such a horrible thing. And he said, well, I have the land so I can always build on it. So, um, I mean, things are um, not really something that I should be worried about. But I mean, the way he describes all this, now that you said things that you're, you don't have anything in it, that reminded me of him. Um, yeah, I mean, what could be uh, worse when earthquake happens, when flood happens? We always hear in media that in part of the country or the part of the world, people are facing with some natural disasters. What do they do? You know, they live uh, however, um, you know. I think uh, also, too, Daniel, the idea of assigning fault is a way of making sense of things. And so if we have somebody to point to or to blame, we think that we'll feel better a lot of times, but I find that's not always the case. Uh, and so I think sometimes things do happen and it's not anyone's fault. A lot of things I would say in life happen probably without a malicious intent on another person. Sometimes they just happen that way. I don't think my key fob was made to one day break uh, on a day that I was feeling very productive. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, earthquakes, you know, nobody's like, oh, there's going to be this earthquake that happens. And, you know, it's because of all these things. And so unfortunately, we're having to, to deal and cope with things that just happen. And we can say they're a part of life, uh, not to minimize or dismiss those things, but to uh, give us as much understanding as we can 
But then again, that focus on progression, growth, renewal, healing. All right. So we got to our last part and uh, we are getting to the end of our program. I would like to start with each of us saying our last statement and end the show for Saturday. Who, who are you pointing to? You, you got to point to one of us. Oh, yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Who, who's going first? Which one? I couldn't tell. Dr. Rockers. He, no, he looked ready. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Who could yeah. have blamed for this? Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I want to assign blame here. <laughs> Whose fault is it? Well, I think the number one key is to think about what, when you when facing loss, is not to jump to solution too quickly. Uh, there's a tendency to go people to jump too quickly. What can I do about this? How do I fix this? And I think that's, it's fine to be considering options, but if you really want to process and get the most meaning out of your life and meaning out of the event is take a moment to do what side a said, and let's really feel those feelings that come up and, and people often ask, well, what do I do with this feeling? What do I do when I feel it? Uh, you don't do anything except feel them because that will change some things. And you don't, to try to make a decision before you feel them, it's premature. So feel the feelings that come up. That will help you process the stuff. It's not fun, it often feels rotten, but it's an important part of life and uh, moving on. I think that my recommendation would be as you start to transition in that place of trying to heal and trying to renewal, I think a great question is, you know, can something be gained from this? And it's, I, I, I emphasize that because sometimes it can be really hard to see how something can grow from this or come from this. Instead, we're just focusing, our mind is focusing on what has been lost and, and the impact of that loss. But I think just that question can start to turn our mind in that, in that direction of healing, of being open, even of being positive in that way. So can something be gained from this? We don't have to, to feel like we have, we can answer that question or that even that question is valid, but I think it does start to kind of guide us through the process of healing and more positive action for ourselves. And I wanted to reiterate what Dr. Andrade earlier said that when we blame on other people, we're not actually um, offloading um, from our shoulder. Um, I have experienced this. Whenever you realize your part in anything that has happened and you admit to it, at least to yourself, if you still have uh, a lot of ego and you don't want to go to that person and admit it, at least even just admitting to yourself that this was my part, it's amazing how much you put the load down from your shoulder. And it's opposite that sometimes what we think, we think sometimes blaming to um, others for whatever has happened, uh, it's better feeling, but that's not um, what um, I have experienced at least. I've noticed that anytime you realize your part, it's sort of a whole moment that, okay, I learned something that I had a part in this. And in my experience, when I go to that person and admit that I had a part in this, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your friend, whether it's your siblings, whoever you're working with, even your patient, sometimes you may say, hey, I said this, but I thought about it and I realized that maybe I wasn't really uh, quite right at that time, but I thought about it and this is what I think. 
I have realized that how much lighter I felt than trying to cover what I have said and I stick to it. So with that, I want to thank my friend and my colleague, Dr. Andrade and Dr. Rockers, and uh, wish everyone a wonderful Saturday night. We come back tomorrow and we converse about something that is related to psychology, culture, current event. Um, and we hope that everyone has a safe and lovely Saturday night. رادیو بامداد صدای ما و شما با زبانی آشنا